If you're just listening to the audio, I recommend going to the webpage and looking at the image I have there. It's a document from the International Platform of Insects for Food and Feed. So it's a fact sheet on edible insects and human nutrition. Did you know that insects meet all human essential amino acid criteria? Did you know that although they are small, they are packed with proteins, 50 to 80% dry matter basis? They're consumed, insects are consumed by 2 billion people in 80% of the countries of the world. More than 2,000 insect species are reported to be edible. Did you know estimated up to 80% of an insect is edible versus 55% of a chicken or pig and 40% for cattle? All right, so there's a bunch of facts on insects. Now, insects are just one thing that you might have heard about recently about clever solutions to food. We could call these things. There's lab-grown meat. I'm sure you've heard of. You take stem cells, I guess, and you grow a steak in the lab. And I think PETA, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, it's like we're fine with that. It's actually meat. There's fake meat, like Beyond Burger and Impossible Burger, where they take what goes normally into the cow or chicken or beef or, whatever, or, uh, or pig or whatever, and they mix it all up and they make it into a veggie burger or some sort of meat-like thing. They're making meat without the animal in between. I went to a trade show for alternative or vegetarian foods. There was like jerky made from kelp. Other brands made it from jackfruit. Others from mushrooms. Others from soy or textured vegetable protein. I'm sure you've seen there are many vegetarian options for all sorts of things, from milks. And in Manhattan, certainly there are many, many vegetarian restaurants. It's been at least 10 or 15, maybe 20 years since the last time I was in a restaurant in Manhattan that didn't have at least some vegetarian options. Do you want egg, but you're vegan or you don't eat eggs for some reason? Lots of egg replacers. There's vertical farming in many cities where they grow stuff indoors and they light the place up with, I guess, LEDs. All these options, such clever options for how to eat without eating meat. Do you wonder why these things come around so much right now? Did people get cleverer? Is there a new market that wasn't there before? I don't eat meat, so I'm happy to get veggie burgers, although I prefer ones that are not like meat. You know, I like the superiority burger. And if you're in Manhattan, look it up. But if you're a meat eater, I don't think you want Beyond Beef or Beyond Meat or whatever it's called, or Impossible Burger. I think you want the real thing. So why don't people get the real thing? I don't think many people want to eat bugs. I mean, maybe they taste really good. I'm never going to eat any. I'm, I don't eat meat. I think the reason they're all coming out now is because we've, we've exhausted all the better options. Once, burgers made a lot of sense. But now, raising meat, I think in terms of water, it's like hundreds of gallons or liters of water to make one burger. It's the equivalent of and the groundwater that we're using up. And then the waste, the waste from the animals gets into the, Pacific, uh, into the um, Mississippi, and then that makes it into the Gulf of Mexico, as does not just the waste from the animals, the fecal matter, but also, I, I think most people know this, the, a lot of the stuff that we grow for animals, we put more pesticides on, and all that pesticide runoff. Oh, and also the, the fertilizer, that all makes it into the Mississippi, makes it into the Gulf of Mexico, all this stuff together makes a dead zone. It's messing up life. And so it's now no longer tenable. We used to have, it's not that we couldn't have come up with these, these things before. There's no reason to because we had better options. If you like burgers, I think your best option is a burger. If you like steaks, I think your best option is steak. Now, I don't like that stuff, but most people do. Why don't we do that? Because we're destroying the earth's ability to sustain life and human society. I think few meat eaters would choose cricket over steaks or hamburgers, but we have squandered what was once plenty. We used to have abundance. 
we no longer have abundance. We have become more efficient and it's clever. It's, I mean, maybe insects are really much more efficient at turning plant matter into protein, but I don't think people want it as much as they want the other stuff. So we're getting more efficient and we've lost abundance. We're losing abundance. Why is that abundance going away? We're using up more land than ever. We're causing more species to go extinct. Principally, more than anything else, is our population. More people means less stuff per person. We can get more and more efficient, but in the past, as we've gotten more efficient, we've used up that efficiency by growing more people to get back to where we were in terms of limits to growth. With a lower population, we could have more abundance. People don't really talk about population. Uh, certainly politicians don't. I don't think it'll get many politicians elected. But you know, listen to my podcast episode with Tom Murphy from the Do the Math blog. And he's saying there's all these challenges and some things we can solve. Most things are very difficult to solve. And I said, well, what if the population was lower? And suddenly everything changed. He's like, oh, yeah, if you take the population, if you drop the population by a lot, a lot of things become a lot easier. Now, dropping the population, does that mean eugenics? No. Does that mean killing people? No. I don't know why people have this false dichotomy and they, they falsely represent, oh, you want to lower the population, you mean you want to kill people you don't like. I don't think it's a secret here. Everyone's going to die. We don't have to kill anyone. It's going to happen. Yeah, it'll take time, but we simply have smaller families and we get more abundance. I guess I'll go back to something I've mentioned before. Have you ever thought about what it means to live at the carrying capacity of the planet? Now, it depends on many things. We don't really know what it is because there's so many variables and so much uncertainty. It depends on technology. As far as I can tell, we are over the carrying capacity of the planet. Now, you can live over it because the carrying capacity is what's sustainable, but using up fossil fuels is unsustainable, but that can sustain people. You know, the Green Revolution is, is basically turning fossil fuels into food that we can eat, but that's not sustainable because it takes hundreds or tens of millions of years for the fossil fuels to develop. We're also over sustainability in terms of using up stuff that's in principle can regenerate. But if you, use too, if you eat too much fish from the ocean, you know, the fish can't find each other. They don't reproduce like they could before. If the Pacific could produce X amount sustainably and you're using more than X or we are using more than X, then that's unsustainable. And, we, you know, the fish at, at the extreme end could become extinct. But less than that, I was reading in the Once in Future World that fish catches you know there used to be a lot of big fish and now it's mostly small fish and there's fewer of them i'm sure you know that china europe probably the united states i'm not sure are sending the fish boats farther and farther from their shores to catch more and more remote fish there's less stuff out there it's not sustainable so you can live over the carrying capacity for a while so i believe that we're doing that the consequence of that is that if you're above and then you use up the resources that enable you, the unsustainable resources that enable you to live above sustainability, you use that up, suddenly the carrying capacity is much lower because, well, we don't have the fish anymore or we have far fewer fish. So even if, if the carrying capacity was, I don't know, say 5 billion and we used up some resources and it took a while for the fish to replenish, we might only have, at that point, the carrying capacity might be 3 billion. But if our population is 7 billion, Four billion people's lives are at stake. That's some pretty serious stuff. So what does the carrying capacity mean? As I said, we can't really know exactly what it is or we don't really know exactly what it is and it could change over time. But if everyone's living with abundance, that's not the carrying capacity. If the population of the earth is well below the carrying capacity of the planet, there's plenty for everyone. That means you could put more people there. Well, if you put more people there, there's a little less for everyone. When do you reach a carrying capacity? 
it's when you, if you put one more person on, there would be nothing left to go around and someone else, somewhere else would die. Meaning there's just enough to live on for everyone. No more. No more to live on. We are at life and death for everybody. Only the bare basics to live on. That's the caring capacity. I put to you that as a miserable experience. We don't want to be anywhere near the caring capacity. We want to be far from the caring capacity. Not like 10% below, like half or 10th. I believe that we want to be far from it. And in a world like that, you can fly around all the time. You can burn big swaths of, you can chop down trees and stuff because they're going to grow back if we keep the population there. I think that's a, an interesting way to live. Maybe you really love bugs, but if you're well below the caring capacity, you can eat as many bugs as you want. But if you like beef and you're near the caring capacity, it means you're taking away from someone else. And so all of these signs of the kelp jerky, the beyond meat, the veggie burgers and the insects, it's all signs that we have squandered our abundance and we're going to make do with more efficient things. But I don't think people like the more efficient stuff because it was available before and we didn't do it before because we didn't need to. I put to you, this is not a sign of, oh, this is great entrepreneurship. This is a sign of we are above the carrying capacity. We're running out of the stuff that keeps us going. The Green Revolution, we could have used it to give ourselves more time, but instead we grew the population and now we're at the limits again. I'm sure we can use technology and innovation to get past other limits. If we keep growing, we'll just have to get more and more efficient and have less and less abundance and have life be less abundant, be more miserable. I put to you, we don't want to go in that direction. Having a smaller population doesn't mean killing anyone, doesn't mean eugenics, it means smaller families, doesn't mean less love, just means having fewer children. Ultimately, if we don't go there, we're always going to be becoming more efficient, always trying to stave off misery, but that's where we're going.